Hey guys, welcome to the Next Level Agents Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-host, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast all about getting to the next level. Sometimes we talk to real estate agents, sometimes brokers, sometimes people just in and around our space, and sometimes just entrepreneurs in general. But our point here is to talk to the brightest and the best and to pull gold nuggets out of them and bring them to you so that way you can take little actionable pieces of advice, sometimes big actionable pieces of advice and make your business even better and help you get to the next level. Do me a favor, if you haven't already, go over to ratethispodcast.com, ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA, stands for Next Level Agents, and please leave us a five-star review if you have not already. All right, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. All right, guys, we're back on the next level agents podcast and uh rejoined for the third fourth or fifth or seventh hundredth i don't know dustin runyon what's up dude what's up bro thanks for having me i'm glad that you uh glad that you hit me up me too i'm glad i got on facebook and saw that you were in town yeah that's how that's how this happened folks dustin posted a picture of the worst ballpark in america and i was like he's at his condo which is in phoenix and so (laughs) worst ballpark in america uh that's too uh too opinion yeah yeah well no, it's actually, it's a fact. It's okay. actually, the ballpark's yeah. not trash. You have, you have yellow seats at the Dodgers and it's because of the it's sun, not, not it's because of the sun, not because they, they used to be white. That's true. So for those of you who don't know that I'm a Dodgers fan uh, and Dustin is a Diamondbacks fan, by the time this airs, it will be so irrelevant. It won't matter. One of us is going to look right. The other one's going to look wrong about this because their playoff series starts tomorrow. And you have a 72%, no, you've got a 62% chance of being right. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're five and eight so far this year. Sixty-two percent chance of being right is like sixty-one and a half percent chance more than I'm used to. So I'll take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Same, <laughs> same. Uh, uh, so, dude, uh, this is just gonna be you and I talking. Love it. But for the sake of, I know you hate this shit, so do I. But for the sake of the listener that doesn't know you, because because it's probably like everyone's a real estate agent for the most part that listens or, or sort of in our industry, right? Around real estate. Give us a quick rundown of what your business world looks like. We might talk about it later, we, but probably okay. not. Cause I want to talk about uh, the trip you and I took to LA recently. Uh, and then wherever else our conversation leads, which usually tends to lead in interesting places. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, I appreciate you. That was awesome. It. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so uh, what it looks like today is uh, I have a real estate team. Um, we have about 25 agents on the team. We started about five years ago. Um, yeah, we've, we've, we've grown every year since it was, it was awesome. Actually, I was telling you the other day, I was like, when I left my old brokerage, when you were hounding me for like six months to come (laughs) and then you asked me like the most powerful question ever. And this was our text the other day and it got me thinking, and it it was the trigger that kind of allowed me to leave. But I think we, we did it was our second year or something there or third year. I'm not sure. But uh, when we left, we were at 27 million and this year uh, we're, we'll hit about 150 million uh, in Lake Havasu. So I appreciate you bringing me over dog. Love you, bro. Yeah. Well, love you too. and I want to be really clear uh, that led to you joining EXP, but that wasn't a question about you joining me. Like when I asked you that question, that was me asking you as your friend, because well, that was a personal, uh, yeah. because what I saw was, I didn't think you'd thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I care about you, I don't give a shit. You could have gone to Remax or somewhere else. It didn't matter to me. I mean, I wanted you to come to EXP with us for yeah. sure because I want to be in business with my friends. Like totally. selfishly, that's what I want. But I asked you that because uh, because I love you. Yeah. And uh, like you and I, when you texted me that the other day, I was like, well, 
to me, that's, that's the most powerful thing we can do for each other. Sometimes it's like asking ourselves questions. Like I have, I have a reminder that pops up on my phone every morning with, with two questions that I like to ask myself every day. What are they? Uh, they are, um, well here, I'm going to show, I'm going to show you the reminder myself. So one of them is a fill in the blank because it's not, um, it's not for the same person every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but is what do I want to do today to enhance the relationship with, and a, it's a, and a fill in the blank mm. person's name. Um, or, uh, and what do I need to do today that would help me to feel better is another question I use. And then actually I was wrong. So it's third is, uh, and you'll know this because it's from a book you originally recommended to me. And that question is when is it's King, when it's King time to make a decision, what are the second order consequences of that decision? And what does the warrior need to do in order to execute? So that comes from warrior King, warrior, magician, lover, King. Right. Yep. So which is the book you recommended originally, which I didn't read for two years. And then uh, my amazing coach, Camille Rose Taylor and I uh, were having a conversation about this a few months ago. Uh, and she, we were talking about that book and sort of the different roles of the warrior, the king, the lover, the magician. And um, she really helped me to figure out king time. Like the king is the decision maker. Mm -hmm. That's, he's, the, he's the guy that is like level-headed that has to think of the consequences like, but I use the term in my questions, second order consequences. So, okay. If I, if I do something wrong to you, if I hurt you today, the first order consequence is you're, you're hurt. Right. But what else does that impact? It impacts Andrew and Britt Lee and like all these other people and all these other things, right. Projects going on that you're working on. And so, uh, King, the King has to think about those things. The warrior is going to execute the plan. The, the warrior is going to go out and do the thing, like in this case, hurt you or whatever the case is, like the thing that's got to get done, but it's on the king. Yeah, that's the one who has to make the decision. So using those four, those the, those four, I guess, archety archetypes or whatever you call them um, to to think through the way we, we do things in life. So I use those questions pretty much daily with myself. and But I like questions in general. Like I, I collect questions. I just love, I remember like one time you shared a list of like a hundred coaching questions or something yeah. like, uh, and like, I don't, I don't really coach that many people, but I like, I love questions. Uh, and so. Well, they get you to think about things that you haven't thought about, especially if it's a good one. Yeah. And so I had a relationship that was deteriorating at the, the past brokerage and I wanted to savor it. And I thought leaving it would end it. And you basically asked, you know, how is, how is you staying helping that relationship? And it wasn't, Yeah, it was actually making it worse. And so, um, so yeah, you, you know, it, it's why you got having, having people like you in, in your life and having good people in your life that are willing to ask, um, questions that may be tough for them to ask and or questions that get you thinking or objective questions, questions of, of, of objectivity, which yeah. is really healthy to have, um, and that's what I love. And I look for in a lot of my partnerships, like when I go into business with somebody is, is. I don't want people that are just going to agree with me all the time. I want people that are going to ask me yeah. hard questions, you know, and get me thinking. And so, um, so yeah. So, 100%. so yeah, so that was, uh, that was me moving to EXP and that was fun. So hundred, you said hundred, about 150 million this year. 150. Yeah. Um, but then, the, the thing I love is like, you don't personally spend all your 
all your time on the real estate team? No, we have really great people and like really, really great people. Obviously, um, if you're in business, you know how powerful, um, if you're listening to this and you know how powerful that getting in business with the right people. And I read about it a long time ago of like hiring people smarter than you and like getting people in that are better than you and and, yeah. and the self-awareness of knowing your weaknesses and then hiring people that are 10x better than you at that. And so we have a lot of that. Um, so um, in our, in our company. And then, uh, then, yeah, we have the apex West, which is the development company. So we have about 500 acres under development right now. We'll build residential subdivisions. Um, and, um, we do land development, uh, from uh, raw land to entitlements, to infrastructure, water, sewer, electric, to grading, to paving, to, uh, actually we have apex custom homes now where we build on top of the developments as well. I just saw a bunch of video from that, from that, from that build. You guys just completed it man that was nice oh thanks dude super nice yeah so i i just share that for the listener to know like because we're probably actually not going to talk about real estate a lot maybe we will i don't know but uh when we do talk about real estate you're uh you actually know what you're talking about and um yeah but more importantly i figured we'd talk about so my coach camille i mentioned her earlier yeah um it said to me hey that's cool you and dustin you and your buddy went to go see went to LA a couple of weeks ago and went to go see Robert Green and Ryan Holiday talk. She's like, you guys should do it. You should do a podcast on your takeaways. And I was like, damn it. You're right. I should. That's a yeah. really, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so today when you came in, I was like, there's perfect opportunity to not have to, to shoulder that load all on my own. So I figured we could talk about that. We don't have to spend the whole time talking about that, but um, I'll share my, my take on what, what that was. And then we can talk about takeaways. Yeah. And then for those who don't know, Robert Green, he, uh, he authored the 48 laws of power and then Ryan holiday was his mentee and Ryan holiday has written uh, ego is the enemy. The obstacle is the way, um, trust me, I'm lying. Discipline is destiny. Like yeah. 14 or 15 books. Daily stoic. Yeah. 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 Multiple millions sold. Yeah. Like he sold a lot of books. A lot. Um, and you know, was, it's funny as a dinner the other night, the 48 laws of power came up and, I, and I was talking, talking with somebody about it who he had realized that he, um, he broke one of those laws and it cost him. Oh, really? He, he, what was the law? Outshine the master. Oh, yeah. It bit him. Rule number one. Rule. That's why I said. I looked over him. I go, I go, dude, that's rule number one. That rule has done more for my life than any other rule. Yeah. Any other rule. So let's talk about that. Cause I think for the people that have read the 48 Laws of Power, I think a lot of people have this similar experience what I had, um, which is started to read the book and I went, ew. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I like this. Yeah. And then, but when I read the book, actually based on a conversation you and I had about something totally different, and then you're like 48 laws of power. And I was like, I don't know, I had a different view. So I went and picked it up and read it. Um, what I, here's what I tell people. I was like, when they say you, or that's gross or whatever they say about the book, I go, N -n -n hold, hold on. This isn't a how-to manual. This is a warning. And then they go, oh, some of them are. You know, people look at, people look at power. Like they look at money. It's like, it's taboo to talk about, but yeah. power is a really, really good thing to have. In fact, you want, it's why you want the right people in power. Yeah. And it's, it's always like what, what you do with the power. Like, it's like, why, why want to be successful? Cause it gives you the power to do what you want to do. Yeah. It gives you the power to have freedom. It gives you, so power isn't this, I don't look at it as this negative, negative thing. Now, could you use it for, for bad, of course, and do people? Absolutely. But it's a really good book because uh, Robert Greene's a re really one of the big takeaways I got just not to go ahead, but like 
it was crazy. He talked about how he had like 11 jobs before he became an author and all of them lasted only like 11 months. Yeah. I think he said 11 months was his 11 months was his record, his record, yeah, for that was a like job. his record for a job. And like, he made no money at all and then wrote this book. But what he does is how well he thinks through things and yeah. how can, how we can contextualize things. And, and he's, uh, he can think like very non-objectively, which is or very objectively on things, not thinking dogma dogmatically, excuse me. Yeah. It's, he's pretty, I mean, his mind is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, by the way, if you want to pause and grab more water, we can. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, so here's one of my takeaways. Yeah. Here's my first takeaway from that. Uh, so anyways, Ryan Holiday and Robert Greene, they are, they are who, who we just said they are. And some of you probably read their work. We, they were doing a just kind of a talk. It was literally they had a preset agenda on a couple of things and then took questions from from the audience and you and I are both uh, readers of theirs. So we decided to go. It was at a little small theater in LA. It was awesome. And so somebody asked me as soon as I got home, they actually they're like, what was your, what was your first takeaway or what was your number one takeaway? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Number one, but the first takeaway anyways, that I can think of right now um, uh, in the moment is, um, is that when people are going through historical moments so like there's a historical time and i think now we could all relate because of the last couple of years with with what happened with covid um you don't really realize necessarily that you're going through something historical you're you're just tackling what's in front of you right mm -hmm. so when you think about wars or um just different things that have happened in the history of the world those people weren't necessarily thinking about oh my god i'm in a historical moment maybe they're a hero Maybe they're going to be a hero. Maybe they're a villain. Um, they're not really thinking about that. They're just tackling what's in front of them in the moment. And for me, that was like, that's a pretty interesting take. I really hadn't considered that. Yeah. I Can you think of like defining moments in your life? 100%. Like, and like when you were going through that moment, did you think it was defining? No. Or in a lot of the times what I've seen too is like what happens after what you do after that moment can often define that moment. Yeah. Like I can think of a time where Lee and I were having a really, really hard time. And it was like, uh, it was like our second year in and like, she was like, all right, I'll leave. And like, if I, I wouldn't have said like, no stay, you know, who knows what would have happened. But it was after that, that moment was defining for me that I was like, no, cause I decided in that moment, I was going to work as hard as I possibly could to make it great. And that was, you know, nine years ago and now she's my best friend. So, um, but like historical things or defining moments in your life, you don't realize yeah. they're defining. And then sometimes it's your behavior after said moment that either makes it defining or not, or makes it historical or not. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good. I, I, I hadn't even taken it down to that level, but that's, that's a really good point. That's the same thing. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I thought was interesting that they brought up both of those guys, both Ryan holiday and Robert green being the history buffs that they are. Um, talked about how different things could have been like, they use the example of, um, the Mongols about to invade Austria. Mm -hmm. And when that happens or when that's happening, Genghis Khan dies. And for religious reasons, they stop, don't invade Austria and they go back because it's because because of like the ceremony and all, all the stuff that's got to happen when somebody dies. Right. In mm -hmm. that, in that plant, that world, that universe. 
And they go, think about what happens if the Mongols actually invade Austria and how that would have changed everything for Europe. Like, in fact, it might have changed everything about for the for, for the, the rest world. of the world. Yeah. Uh, and so there's all these things like we think things worked out the way they worked out and it's so smooth. But one little thing could be different. What if like I think Ryan Holiday was when said he's like, what if Genghis Khan didn't die then? Or like, what if he just died two weeks later? Mm hmm. Everything is completely different. The you, whole world is different at that point. Yeah. Do you ever think of this? Because so uh, when you, as you were thinking of that, and even that night, I was thinking of this when they were discussing that, where they're like, you know, it's like the butterfly effect, right? One thing happens. And if that doesn't happen, then it doesn't trigger this and it doesn't trigger that. It doesn't trigger these other things. I always think, and this is probably, this may be a little dark. So apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm an optimistic I'm, guy. I'm just, I just think about this stuff too. It's like, what didn't happen? That if it would have happened, you know what I mean? We wouldn't yeah. be in this, like, say, like cultural divide in America. Yeah. You know, because you think of like, it did happen. Genghis Khan died. Right. And I, the good, good for, you know, for Europe, for sure. And probably the world, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, um, but I, I think of that in a, in a, in a, maybe a little morbid of like, what didn't happen that if it did happen? Or if it would have happened, we wouldn't have this, say, societal landscape, or we wouldn't have this, I don't know, yeah. negativity or this event. It's crazy. You know, I think a lot about, when I think of things like that, the first um, thing that I think of that comes to me as the strongest example is like 9-11. Mm -hmm. Because everybody who was around, or at least an adult, I think, for the most part, recognizes the connectivity and pride in america that's like the height of american pride was september 12th i was just gonna say it's september right? 12th that was the yeah. height of pride to be an american um and it's and it's gone down ever since you know what's funny it's and i say this about relationships you know um lee and i and or a friend or anyone i i have this phrase of like if we can't go through hard shit together then we didn't really ever have anything and you'll think of like the bonds that you have that are with the closest people uh in your life it's because you've gone through the hardest things with them yeah it's crazy how pain unites and comfort divides Ooh, yeah you well, know what i mean that's the dude that's the saying you know that you know strong men make good times yeah. good times make 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 uh what is it make weak men weak men make comfort or uh, comfortable times make weak men and weak men make for hard times right yeah. and it's like so it's like the circle yeah of like yeah that's that i mean that is that's true it's like uh because we don't have like i mean you go back a hundred years it's like people were not complaining about things they're complaining about because they actually had painful things going on like or whatever it was much more difficult um, I don't know, it's a painful things, but it's the funny, the pain of 9-11 was a uniting, as terrible as it was. And it yeah. was like, you know, the lives are lost as shitty as that was. Um, and obviously we'd have rather of that not happened. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, to preface that, uh, but that it, it is, it's a uniting thing. I mean, you think when you go through something hard with your family and you stick together, yeah, it's like after you go through it, it's like, fuck, you got me. Yeah, I got you. Like it's a chance to almost like, I don't know. It's an opportunity to bond. Yeah. Um, what else? What, what jumped out to you about their talk? Um, you know, I, I'll, I'm going to take it a little more surface on this one, uh, which was, and it's not a surprise, 
but I guess when I don't understand a certain realm, like I've never been an author. Like if I ever wrote a book, I would have to talk into a microphone. I always thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I would have to talk into a microphone and it would have to translate uh, uh, to, uh, to text um, just cause I'm not going to sit there. Right. Um, but you know, when you don't understand the author world or somebody who writes books, you're just like, Oh, it's this, you know, you mark it up to genius, right? Oh, they're just this genius. Oh, oh, they're just this like, you know, and I have this thing that when I talk and I give a speech, it's like, you know, uh, how, how convenient for you to make somebody special so that you don't have to do what they do and to, to listen to their writing process and how long it took to write books painful and how, how fucking he said he has like, Oh, 10,000 note cards that he uses. So, and they read like hundreds of books to write one book. And uh, essentially Robert Greene's books are like 10 books inside one book. I mean, if you've ever picked up his book, it's the thickness of a Bible, but um, both him and Ryan holiday, because Ryan holiday learned how to write through um, Robert Greene, which was just how fucking hard they work. You know, and it's, I don't know why still at my age, I'm in as many successful people I've been able to be around and, and, and I, every time I get close to them, they're always insane fucking work ethics, like crazy, uh, you know, and if it's not, they're not working insane right now, they did for 20 plus years. That's it. This that's, yeah, that's a good point. The common theme is like they, they put, if they're really successful at what they do, if they're at the top of their game. They put in the work. Dude. There's nobody, there's no overnight sensations. There's no, you know, lottery winners, you know, the, the, the people who are like the best at what they do, like probably without exception, like put in the work. I think of like, that makes me think of athletes, right? So I think of like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, better than, you know, arguably, it's not even arguably anybody wants to argue with me can shut, can shut up the two best yeah, NBA good. basketball players of all time. I'll take Kobe. And, uh, like they worked harder than everybody, everybody. Like that's all people talk about. When you hear other basketball players talk about those two, all you hear about is the amount of work those guys put in. All of the stories mm-hmm. are based around that and the intensity that they brought. And so whether we're talking about writing or we're talking about athletics, or we're talking about people in business. And even if life looks easy now for them, what you can guarantee if life looks easy now and it's real, like it's not a house of cards, mm-hmm. they put in work. Mm-hmm. Like they did the work. Yep. hundred percent. And that again, it, it's something I should know, but it was just crazy to see what their, their schedule was. And and then the, uh, the going into a new book, how much they enhance their identity prior to. So that's another thing. It's like, um, you know, you look at this past real estate market and people are like that are that had the past two years where they or two years ago when they had it, you know, it was easy street and you could make, you know, hundred grand plus a year, you know, working 20 hours a week or whatever. Um, people are struggling now. And I go, those people, those people technically were struggling then. They may not have been financially, but your results in your life will find the level of where your identity is at. Yeah. And so the people's results two years ago, it outweighed their identity. And so when the market shifted, it just found their, their results just found their identity again. Right. Yeah. And so to see how much they enhance their identity by reading a hundred books. I mean, when someone says I've read a, it's fun to say like, I've read a hundred books. Most, most people like avid readers read maybe like 10 to 12 a year. And those are people that read they're avid readers. Yeah. Um, 
but just how much they enhance their identity through research and through those things. They they literally get I don't know, however much more intelligence just to write this book, just for this one thing in the just the, for this project they're on. Yeah, and this preparation too. So the yeah, that was a, another thing of like they essentially say in order to write this book, I have to enhance my identity in this way, and here's how I'm going to do it. Yeah, man, just imagine that if ever. Every time I go to do something, take on a new project, start a new company, uh, I've got to enhance my identity. That's exactly what you have to do. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna do something that you haven't done before, um, now you can enhance your identity through experience. I mean, that's what I tend to do. I know about fifty percent what's going on, fifty percent I don't, and I just go. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, writing a book's very different than that. Um, but uh, you're you're right. You, you have to enhance your identity. You know, five years ago, I didn't even know what infrastructure meant. I, yeah, and I'm not real sure I know what it means. <laughs> yeah. Just water, sewer, and electric. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like you're the guy I would call if I had somebody yeah. tested it. Yeah. But if I'm on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you're my phone friend for <laughs> yeah, that question. Um, so, yeah. What else? You, what else? What were what were some more that stuck out to you? You know, I think the rest for me was probably more of um, reminders of lessons I'd already picked up from them. Like, um, you know, Ryan Holiday is really good at always talking about um, uh, discipline or, uh, you know, he talked about his series on the Stoics, like Dis Discipline is Destiny. I think his next one is on justice. Um, uh, courage. Yeah. And cur courage, uh, courage is calling. Is that the first one? So at any rate, I think a lot of it was just kind of based around how much these guys are just so invested in history and yeah. i'm like god that sounds boring but <laughs> i love i'm just so glad that they do it and because they summarize and give me the highlights basically i mean the highlights being like you said robert green's books are almost like a freaking bible mm -hmm. the way i describe them to people is like every chapter is like a history lesson um every chapter in every one of his books is kind of like a hist history lesson and so i think a, a lot of it was just more reminders of things i'd already picked up from them in the past and for me, dude, it just was a cool experience. Like I was there. Um, I I think about the impact specifically on Robert Green that Robert Green has made on me and hit with his books. Um, not that I don't appreciate Ryan Holiday. Just I just you know I appreciate him less. I don't know how to say it, than Robert Green. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I was like, dude, this is just cool to be in the presence of someone who I think is like special. Like he's a mm -hmm. special human being. Like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant are special special basketball players like mm -hmm. he's a special author um yeah. and that that was cool and then also the other part that was really amazing for me was like just doing it with with a buddy like somebody I actually care yeah. about was like I, don't get me wrong i would have gone alone i wouldn't have given a shit yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually happy to do stuff like that alone but to be able to do it with someone else i know appreciated it yeah I love like that. the moment of being in the same room with with robert and ryan and hearing them and just talking about the nerdy ass topics that they talked about for two hours or whatever it was I, it was awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's like, it, you're, you're the guy I do that. I mean, we went and saw Peterson together. Jordan, yeah. So that was cool. Oh, that's right. I remember that. that one, was fun. one, one thing that I love that Ryan said was he wrote the book ego is the enemy and he took multiple years to study the ego and to learn to, um, regulate the ego, um, learn to, uh, use the ego appropriately and all those things. And, and Robert Green had asked him, he goes, so, you know, you're the master of, of, you know, the ego, he goes, so you don't, you don't have any challenges with your ego anymore, do you? And Ryan started laughing and basically was like, 
why do you think I wrote the book? <laughs> you know? I, might, I might have the biggest problem. Yeah. And which is, I love that because, you know, I think sometimes, especially in like the speaking world or, you know, or like the success world or something, yeah. just cause like I, I have a strategy for something and because that strategy may work and it may work very well, does not mean I'm not struggling with it. And, yeah. uh, and it doesn't mean that I have it perfected and it doesn't mean, you know, so you got this guy who's, who's, who's written probably the biggest book on ego ever. And he goes, oh yeah, I still struggle with my ego all the time. And it's something that I have to regulate consistently. Um, so yeah, it, there's uh that, that was cool. That vulnerability there was, was, was cool because I'm like, yeah, I for sure struggle with like almost, you know, when someone's like practice what you preach, it's like, I do. And practicing's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Practices, <laughs> you know, I do. It, it's a, I always, I've noticed to look for that, like you said, kind of like in the success world and you could even call it the um, motivational world, mm -hmm. you know, normally I don't, I don't, I don't want to paint with like a, you know, paintbrush and say everyone's this way, but normally what, if someone's has got a, a singular kind of dominant message, my experience has oftentimes been that that's the thing that they actually struggle with themselves, whether they totally. admit it or realize it, that's different. Um, in fact, a lot of them have no clue or they refuse to, they don't actually think, you know, they think their shit doesn't stink or whatever and that they got it figured out. But it's usually the, the biggest giveaway for the thing that they're struggling with. Yep. Or something in their life that was like, like, you know, there, I know people out there that like their whole goal is to get people to, you know, their, their whole message is like save money on taxes. It's like, they got fucked, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they went through an experience. Dude, it's, where, it's funny. You say that yeah. because I remember, I tell people this when I'm like, no, 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 call my attorney. And let me tell you the story about the day I walked into this office for my consultation that day, literally put $50,000 in my pocket within six months of that meeting from that one meeting. Yeah. And, and at that time in my life, that $50,000, well, it might as well have been $2 million. Yeah. It meant everything to me. I had a, I had a one-year-old, not okay. even a one-year-old at the point. And I had, I owed the IRS like 20-something thousand dollars. Uh, and there was, not only was, did that go away, but then I got back 50. So cool. At, like within six months of that time because of something I didn't know about. Yeah. And so it, it is, dude. So yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of like the joke, like ever, I think everybody can relate to this. Absolutely. Do not trust the person that says, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the guy yeah. you're holding your wallet when you're around. For yeah. Sure. If they're like, no, 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 trust me. Like, yeah, I think maybe I won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about that. The guy that brings up everybody else's ego usually has the biggest one himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah. Um, for, for sure. So it, that, that was another thing that, you know, from where they're at, at their world that, you know, they still, still yeah. have those struggles and they still think about it and work on it. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on with you, dude? Um, what else is going on with me? Uh, had some really good meetings this week. I was, uh, like, uh, those, you saw all those defining moments, like surreal moments. Yeah. Like, you know, when people tell you like, get in rooms that you like, you know, you don't belong in and like, you'll get in rooms and like, you know, there, there's people in those rooms. Like I, I was, I had a meeting yesterday and uh, with a bank and there was a, a guy that works for a bank. I won't name the bank, but he, uh, I'm like, how much money do you manage for the bank? And he goes 40 billion. 
I'm like, so you can sign off on, you sign off on 40 billion. <laughs> Cause yeah, I go, what's that like? <laughs> and so he goes into it and he's like, yeah, sometimes I ask myself, why do I do this? <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, he got into the bank when they were like a $5 billion bank and now they're 70 plus million dollar bank. And, um, just in the room and being able to, uh, like be around that and how those people think and, um, they can, I mean, he's in charge of a small country. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so speaking of that, like getting in rooms, that's something I've always tried to do. It's mm-hmm. always something I've made an effort to do, whether it's like I got to write a check to get in the room or I can get in the room because of a relationship or something. Sometimes I'm in that room. I I continue to do it because I'm like, I feel like worst case, I'm going to learn something. Mm-hmm. Most likely I'm going to meet somebody or develop a deeper relationship with somebody I know. And those things are valuable to me. Um, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, why the fuck am I in this room? Like it sounds, yeah. it sounds cute. It sounds like it sounds stage talky, like for me to go, yeah, I'll write a check to be in the room. Um, and sometimes like, sometimes it's swinging a miss, but I don't know about you, but I still feel, I still see tremendous value in putting myself in a room with people that are, I don't want to say doing better than me, but could be doing better than me or might just be doing different than me mm-hmm. or something I'm interested in or whatever. Kind of like Ryan Holiday and and Robert Green. Like I I found value in putting myself in a room with those two guys, um, even though it's not like we were standing there just talking the four of us. Um, that's really valuable to me. What about you? What about you? You're better than that than me. It's and I and I'll be vulnerable with you. It's like <clears throat> I've caught myself saying this before, and this is this is dude, you always bring just the realness out of me. So this isn't like say, but I'm like I don't go to an event unless I'm speaking at it. And I've, I've caught myself saying that in my head and you're really good at connecting, um, with, with people and you're better than that at me. Cause there's a vulnerability to walking into a room and like introducing yourself and hanging out and asking questions and whatnot. So I've been backstage so many times and nobody asks you a question. They just tell you how awesome they are. How awesome. They give you, you their know, resume. Real uh, I'm like, wow. Um, Except I was backstage and there's at this conference, I won't name the conference, but like literally just everyone's just, you know, how awesome they are. And uh, your buddy who I met through you, Andrew Franklin walks back there. Right. And he's like, what's up, man? Been wanting to meet you. You know, shakes my hand. He's like, so, and asked me like a million questions. I was like, and then, you know, I asked him questions. We had a great conversation and uh, he's an awesome dude. Anyways, we had had a good conversation. He's an incredible person and he's also incredibly intelligent. Yeah. He's, you can tell almost like, immediately it's a sign of that's a sign of intelligence right there listening is a sign of intelligence you know what'd um, you say listening what what yeah <laughs> right it's a sign of intelligence it is that's a little so, joke for the listeners at home that couldn't <laughs> see the sarcasm on my face um so you're better than that than me and i need to i i, I work on it consciously in my head um what i do a little differently um uh getting in those rooms it, i can't tell you how many people like for for example when we started this development company um 5 years ago or, or whatnot like how many people i called in the phoenix area that were developers and i just called them and i just hey can i pay you for your time i i i, w- I would love to you guys are doing this and this and this and this um and it's like so impressive do you mind if can, can we meet like i'm going to i'm going to be up in phoenix this weekend I, i'll pay you for your time and i would just throw out a number like i'll pay you 5 grand for your time or whatever it's worth i'm sure it's worth more way more than that but i'd love to meet with you and you know what so far so far i'm 
a hundred percent on them meeting with me, them sharing their knowledge and them not charging me. Of course. And they, it's like people are genuinely eager to help, especially if you're willing to notice the work that they've done. And especially if you're willing to go, you've done this, 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 and this. Wow. They're especially willing to help. And I think they're prone to it because it's like, well, this is a guy that would actually take action. And we all want to talk to people who make shit happen. No one wants to talk to somebody that's just there to, to chew on more information and, and then not do anything with it. Right. You, uh, you and I've had that conversation hundred times. Oh, I want to go back to the event thing though. Don't, oh, yeah, don't yeah. let me forget. Yeah. No worries. But on this thing, um, would you write the check though? If they're like, yeah, write me the check. Oh yeah, I, I do. They're called attorneys. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, when it comes to any business I'm starting now or any Avenue or anything with dealing with municipalities or anything whatsoever, you know, I call, yeah, I find the best attorney I possibly can that is in that avenue and I pay them for their information. I pay them to make sure that I'm I'm, I'm following it right and I'm doing it right. But um, writing the check, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been, I can't tell you how many, I look at it. I think that's just recently. I think recently in the past like three or four years, I've been less that way because, I mean, I've been to 10 Anthony Robbins conferences. I've been to I mean, I've been to, I was, I was doing four or five seminars a year at one point. And I think I've like gotten into certain rooms. I don't know. And maybe I've just got a sour taste in my mouth, but I just got to be better at that. Seminar. I, I love seminars Yeah, and they, they can wear on me. I, I call them <laughs> seminar people, uh, people with the language, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they say the right things Yeah, and there's no action to, to line up with it, but that's a different topic. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I love that idea oh, that you also remind me of, so I just, I just recently read a book. It's not new. It's old. It's probably a decade old, uh, living with a seal by Jesse Itzler. Oh, and there's this line at the beginning of the, of the book where he's talking about how he makes contact with a seal, which turns out to be David Goggins, by the way, where he just, he goes, I do this thing where if I see somebody or, and I want to meet them, I just hunt them down and I call them and I basically make them my friend. Yeah. And I just love, I was like, me too. That sounds very Jesse. Uh, yeah. Right? I haven't read the book, but, but the, the book is super entertaining, by the way. It's amazing. I just read it. Like, in, and by read it, I mean, listen to it in the last like mm, four months. So it's so awesome. Did, did I tell you about my David Goggins experience? No. <laughs> so we're, we fly into, we fly into this airport in, uh, in Henderson, uh, Nevada, and we get out and, uh, or we're leaving the airport and we get out and we get in the, the car to, to leave. And Lee's like looking, like looking, kept turning around, like looking. I'm like, what are you looking at? She's like, I think that's David Goggins. And I turn around and we're in the car with my windows down. He's just like right to the left. I'm like, Goggins. <laughs> and he lifts his head up. He's like, what's up? And I'm like, respect. He's like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. Keep on. <laughs> and then we drove away. He's David Goggins. Oh, yeah. Like, exactly. Fuck yeah, motherfucker. So you'll love this. Some of my buddies were on a flight on Monday to go to Vegas. Yeah. He was on their flight. No way. And, uh, and of all of only one of the guys, Nolan, uh, no. So Nolan is the only one of this group of friends. They're all sitting in first class where Goggins is. Yeah. And they text our buddy Nolan. They're like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Goggins is up here. He loves Goggins. And so, he finds some excuse to walk up into first class and he's like, Hey, to his buddy, Daniel, like, 
you got some gum or something? So while he's while he's like reaching for his gum, he like turns. He's like, "What's up?" Takes a picture with him, and he's stay hard. <laughs> he really says that. Yeah, he says, stay he, hard. He said it to Goggins. No. Oh, he said it to Goggins. He said it to oh, Goggins. What did Goggins yeah. say? He, I don't know what he said. Oh. It doesn't matter. Like the fact that he said it to him. Also, yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, that is cool. That is so cool. I love it when people are like, like, there's no, there's no. We were walking in the the the. the I love it when people are who they are. Like, yeah, like you know, without that's really who they are. Yeah, yes. it really is who he is. Um, um, back to the room thing for a second. So yeah, hit me. so you know what's funny is because you like you said how I'm good at sort of introducing myself and being outgoing or whatever. What I've noticed though is <laughs> I get I'm more quiet in those rooms when I don't know somebody. I I tend to like listen. And be way more, I don't know if shy is the right word, but maybe more shy than I normally am. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because like, I'm not sure if I should be there, but I, for me, it's like a comforting thing of like, well, this is how I'm going to feel. I think this is how I feel things out to see if I'm going to, if, is there a way for me to get some value out of this room? Uh, and I'm willing to quote unquote, waste time or like kind of strike out on an event or being in a room to find out if there was, if it was it worth spending time with, like with this group of people or whatever. And maybe that's, maybe that's not as productive as I think it is, but it's something I, I tend to like doing uh, for some reason, or I, maybe I don't like it. It's just maybe it's my comfortable go-to. I don't know. Well, and so your comfortable go-to is to, to, to go enter the rooms and just kind of like, I just go like, cause I don't always know if I'm going to have value, if I'm going to get value from what it. room are you specifically thinking of right now? Oh, I mean, I could use a ton of rooms, but like, let's use Genius, Genius Network as an okay. example. I go in, I go in there, I write the check. I feel like I don't belong in there. Uh, and I'm really quiet just cause I'm like, I'm trying to figure out who's around me and like, who do I want to talk to? What do I want to talk about? I don't know. Like, and I'll, I just kind of want to absorb things, but I've been, I've, you know, I've gone to. I'm trying to think of maybe what some other like I've just gone to random networking events before. Quote See, those networking those events. events, that's my wheelhouse. 50, 50, 100 people. I mean, I like the less people, the better. Yeah. You know, um, now when I'm going to what I don't do that is better on the bigger events, I don't plan well. That's something you do really well. So, like on the bigger events that that where they're they're much larger, and I've done this in the past, and it's awesome. Find out who's going ask for time. Yes. Ask for time. Ask for meeting. Um, I always make sure I love the speakers that, that are going like you're, we were just talking to NLA live this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you've got like Camille. I can't wait to meet her. She's your coach. She's, I don't know. I, she's amazing. I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, you've introduced me to her. I've sent her like multiple clients just because yeah. I love her through you, you know, yep. and they just adore her. So I can't wait, um, for that. And like, you know, Ben Kenny and, like people really doing, I mean, people that are like in it and that's cool. Veronica or, uh, no, uh, who else, who else is coming? I uh, see. We got Katie DeWitt. I don't know, oh, actually yeah. know if you know, Katie, I um, met Katie. Yep. She's awesome. Pace Morby. Pace. Who's yeah. like the real estate train. He's, he's like the modern day Carlton sheets. Yeah. Is, is really who Pace is. Brian Gubernick. Um, Gubernick's awesome. Uh, via Williams. Via. Um, yeah. Trying to think of else who else who else have we actually announced? Um that's really bad that I that I can't think of all the names yeah. faces right now. Mike Michael Burnoff. Burnoff, yeah. Dude, dude, I, I love I adore as a person and as a speaker. Like yeah. To me. So like that lineup is like that like those are all people like 
I'm fired up to see. It's like, like even when I go see, whether I go see, um, like going to see Robert Greene or Jordan Peterson yeah. or something like that. Like that, the, the, the people on stage are the real deal. And I'm there, I'm there for that. There's other events where it's like, you gotta, you gotta go there. Like I'm going to your event to see the freaking speakers. Yeah. You know, where other events you go there and you need to go there for the people that are going to go there. Yeah. And then you need to make sure that you reach out, that you plan, that you're prepared and you do that very well. Yeah. I try to, I try to, yeah, I try to for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'm comfortable like not having a plan too. And totally. Like, you're good at I'm, that I'm comfortable just like sitting there and like seeing what happens. Yeah. Like who do I run into? Like, how yeah. do I, how do I maximize this? When there's definitely been times where I'm like, fuck man, I wish I would not have gone to that. Yeah. yeah. I need to just start coattailing you to all these events. Bro, we'd have a blast. Yeah, you, uh, you you put it have Fred plan it all with everybody, and then we'll just fucking show up. Luckily, Bree's in my life now, oh, so Fred shit. doesn't have yeah. to, to do as much of that. But she's awesome. She's uh is so good. At last week, or I mean, this week at EXPCon, yeah, I said last week. Today's actually a Friday, so I like this week feels like last week. Um, oh, yeah, you just got back yesterday. So many agents, you know, we were around so many people, and there, so many people came up to me like, dude. Bree's amazing. We love her. Dude, she is like, yeah, she is amazing. She is. If you've she, ever been to any of our events, like in the last two years, like, you know, you know, Bree and she is, she's awesome. She's so, yeah, she's like, she is, she's so dialed and she's always like, like seems to be full of joy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, always in a really like, good mood. Very, yeah. very rarely in the almost two years we've worked together. Very rarely have I not seen her in a good mood. Yeah. I don't think I've actually ever even seen her in a bad mood. Yeah. But only a few times have I seen her not in a good mood. Yeah. So she's, she's, she's awesome. She's on top of it. She's, yeah. she's good people for sure. And, and for what she does too, like, um, I, I love, I love, there's people that do that job and, and that, that, that they're spazzes. Yes. You know, they're like a chicken with their head cut off. You know, she does it with such poise. And I like that. She's pretty calm and cool. Yeah. I, one of the things I love about her, she does what I do, which is, you could say something to her that she's actually not sure of. And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got it. And then she goes and figures and it like, out. Oh, I got to go figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. And she's like, so she'll come to me. And she's like, what did he so-and-so mean with when they said what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here's what that is. Like, I do the same thing. I'm like, yeah, dude, I got it. I'm like, write down the way he said that. So I can go that, look, look that up real quick. That's how I built my businesses. Yeah. <laughs> Just figuring it I'm out. Like, yeah. I want to, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. We're in. Yep. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I got to learn with yeah, whatever yeah, that whatever is. Whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, what, what, where were we? All yeah. Right. So event talking about getting in the yeah. room. With so NLA live, you're speaking there too. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Um, I'm really excited. I think you're going to, how's, how's the green room going to look dude? Uh, full of energy drink. <laughs> I was the, I had this thought yet the other day because somebody, uh, we were talking about drinks and oh, we are actually, we're, t- oh, Chris Bowers and I and Fred, we were talking about Russell Shaw and uh, and and Brittany Bowers. And Brittany was saying she, there was this event she coordinated when she was over at HomeSmart. They brought in Russell to speak and he shows up and it's at like some event center, whatever it is. And she's like, can I get you anything before, before we start? She, and he was like, yeah, I'd love a Coke Zero. Which, by the way, if you've ever heard Russell speak or seen him speak, mm-hmm. he uh, oftentimes has a Coke Zero. And he pounds those things. He's a legend. And uh, for so many reasons, he's a oh, legend. So many. And uh, and she's like, damn, we didn't have Coke Zero. I didn't share it with them because like the subject moved. But I was like, I started thinking about how you and I have played this game with each other. So, like, because we both like drinks. 
Yeah. Like we just like drinks. And so we'd always try to outdo each other. Like if I went to Havasu to speak for you, or you came down to, to Phoenix to speak for me, like the amount of drinks just got so ridiculous. I remember one time walking in and it was like a table twice this, you know, I don't know, six feet long. And it was end to end full of drinks. And I was like, all right, Dustin wins. This is ridiculous. Smart water, Fiji, Celsius, Red Bull, Monster. Yeah. Like 17 <laughs> brand, different brands of like energy drinks, five different types of water, dude, uh, you know, you name it. Dude, if you're going to be speaking. I know? love it. <laughs> no, I'm really excited for it. I'm really, really, um, I'm glad that you put that together. I appreciate you doing that. And dude, those are like, if I would have put together my dream, like seminar list, like or like event list did i mean that that you hit it out dude, we, we're stacked and we've got a few more speaker announcements yeah. to make uh we're not so we're not even done yet um but that's cool i do that because i hate going to events that suck i know dude so I like know. you talked about the event where like i want to hear the speakers and i and then there's the events where you actually only go because of the people that are going mm -hmm. i want both I, yeah, I want both. Totally. And so one of the things that I do that, or that's important to me, I should say, is to make sure that the speakers who are going to speak, just bring, just fucking bring it right. Mm -hmm. Like they're like that Camille alone should be worth the trip. Pace alone should be worth the trip. Totally. Dustin alone should be worth it. All of that stuff. Right. Ben and Brian, everybody should be worth the trip, worth the trip on their own. You should be able to learn something from each speaker that is worth the cost, not just of the ticket, but of your trip and of your time. I, I totally agree. What I love about your lineup too, and this is another thing I noticed, there's people that are really, really good at business. I mean, really good and um, like far better than me, right? And they get on stage and you're like snooze fest, right? Because <laughs> they're not a speaker. Yeah. Dude, everyone you have here is an incredible business person like they've massively successful, been in the business 20 plus years and they're all good speakers. And they're really good on stage. They're all really good on stage. Like yeah. Brian's insane on stage. Yeah. Ben, insane on stage. Camille's going to be fire. You yeah. know, burn off, obviously. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's you, 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 you knocked it out of the park. I, yeah. I just, I hate going to events where it's like, you know, my, this is not, it's not me picking on KW, but KW did, this was my ex first experience of it. All the companies do it. Um, uh, the only people that got on stage were the people that like said the company line had the certain model would sell the coaching, what, like whatever. And there's, to me, there's just, there's so much more value in having a bigger, bigger box, like, like having a, like, don't think outside the box, like just have a bigger box, mm -hmm. like have more options. I like that. And, and show, show more because like, I, there's a lot we can learn from, I think from everybody. And so why not, why not open that up and provide more value and not just put people on stage because, you know, I don't want to put people on stage because I feel like I have to. Yeah. In fact, I, in fact, I, I won't, I'd like, I just <laughs> legit will not put people on stage that I feel like I have to, because then I just want out of that relationship. Yeah. If I feel like I have to do something for them. Uh, I, I want to, I want to do for, it's like with you, I'm like, the first time I ever said, Hey, I want to have Dustin come speak at whatever it was because I wanted other people. I was like, other people need to hear this. Like I want other people to experience Dustin the way I've experienced it. I want other people to experience Camille the way I experienced it or Ben or Pay, you know, just people, 
all that stuff. So I, I think about it like that. Like I hate, there's certain things about every event I go to where I'm like, yeah, I will not do that in my event Yeah. or like, yeah, I love that they did this, like take a note. I want to, I want to do that. Like, so it will not be the best production that you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. The content will be fire. Fucking a, you know, so dope. You just like, you just threw it. You're just going to throw an event with all your friends. Isn't that cool? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like that's, that's how I feel like with my companies. I just, I literally just work with all my friends, you know, well, like if they were assholes, I wouldn't ask them to speak. No, totally. But you, they will also wouldn't be your friend. Right. Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. Like you, you, you know, you've, you created this crazy lineup from your buddies. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I, well, that's the, well, that's why I say I like the Jesse Itzler thing. I was like, I, I would like just turn people whether they're willing or not like i'll turn we're gonna be to my friends. friends yeah they might not know it i might not actually tell them but i'm like i'm secretly going like yeah we're gonna be friends yeah you know and uh because i want to be friends with people i can learn from yeah who wants to be friends with dumb people i mean i've yeah. done that i know you have too oh yeah you know yeah yeah 100 i mean you, you can learn from dumb people too though to yeah you learn what not to do yeah. a lot you know i always say some, some i i've got some friends that, that that uh yeah i've got some old friends and there's a there's a there's a there's a guy he's like an author and speaker and really just hosts a podcast now and does some stuff but uh, his name's rob bell he used to listen to him a lot more than i do but oh yeah he uh he used to say like there's he calls it a south star so you know yeah. or you call it a warning yeah. You know, be an example, not a warning. Yeah. He's like, his term is South star. Yeah. Like, it's okay. That's okay. That you ran into that person in, in your life. Yeah. It's a, it's a South star for you. Yeah. It's now, you know, the direction that you're not going. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'll, we'll, I'll talk to you a little bit more of that when we get off this and I'll uh, go into that. Cause I have a different, I have a, I have a thought on that too. So. Oh, I can't wait to hear yeah. it. Um, what's, uh, what's going on? What are you excited about outside NLA live? Uh, it's about all I can think about right now. Yeah. NLA live. Um, Work-wise, anyways, yeah. um, you know, exciting, some exciting stuff. I'm, I'm excited about some new EXP partners that uh, that I can't really say names yet. Yeah. Um, excited about, you know, for the first time. Uh, so I'm excited about the real estate market, actually. Mm -hmm. I like that it's challenging. Um, I like that it's hard. I like that it's presenting new opportunities. Um, part of the reason Pace is speaking is, quite frankly, is because there's, and you and I were talking about this earlier about, like, there's more opportunities in this market from like an investment standpoint. It's not even just investment. I think there's more opportunities to do deals that are quote unquote outside the box mm -hmm. than there ever has been in, you know, quite some time. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm excited about that. Um, really excited about hopefully buying some more real estate that way. I'm excited about uh, some stuff family wise. We got a big trip planned in a couple of months. Where are you going? Costa Rica. Fuck yeah. I'm excited for that. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Fuck. Yeah. I like the real estate market too. Um, if you're a leader right now, you're excited. Oh yeah. You're excited because leaders are needed now more than ever, I'm especially in, in this month. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, Joe on my team, you know, Joe, yep. you met him. So he awesome stepped, he, he stepped yeah. into, he stepped up into the role of like director of sales uh, about 10 months ago. And he's really like, He's really stepped up. Like he's really learning a lot. He's learned a lot this year. He's got a lot of momentum and um, I'm excited about how much he's already grown, but I'm, I'm more excited about like the path that I feel like he's on and where he's going. And so where he, where I think he and Jill, who is the other 
half of I'll call it our, you know, our team, our executives team, if you will, people that actually make shit happen mm-hmm. uh, is I feel like between the two of them, the future of our sales business group 4610 is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I love the direction that's headed in, you know, we partnered with place. And so when you take the stuff from place that the support and training that they provided and opportunities and to see what Jill and Joe have both done with that has got me super excited. That's cool. So that's really cool. Yeah. He, you can tell he's taken full ownership of that. He's a, he's a great guy. And uh, yeah. You know what else I'm really excited about right now? What? Uh, there's, he was probably downstairs when you walked in. There's just, I can't call him a kid. He's still a kid. Efren. Oh kid. yeah. Did, I don't know if you saw him down there yep. making calls. He, he was down there making calls when I walked in. Um, he's been, he's been with us for about three years now. He's had his license for about three years. His business has grown every year. He's got more. He's already sold as many homes this year as he did all of last year. That's awesome. Even though most people I know are backward or, you know, yep. down. Um, and, uh, and he just went under contract on his, on his first home. Oh, that's awesome. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. That's like the best thing he, ever. Like he, he texted me last weekend ever. with it. I was like, dude, um, I was, I felt so much joy for him. Like I was like, I was so proud of him and so excited. Like I was like, oh, that was awesome. I was like watching my kid take her first steps. Dude. Yeah. I pray like everyone like grows enough and can, like, if you just commit to growth, like till you're dead. And just grow and grow and grow. You will get to have those experiences all the time because what's the the cool thing you talked about, like effect, right? Like here's the thing that happened. And then what happens after that, right at the very beginning of the, of the, of the podcast. Um, The cool thing about growth is it allows for contribution. Yeah. The more you grow, the more you're able to contribute, you know, the more you grow your business, the more you're able to contribute to the lives of others, the more you're able to give back to your community, the more you're able to contribute to your family, the more you, it's like, you know, having a small business, like, and, and, and no, no offense to anyone that has just like, you know, a one, one man show, which, which is fine. Um, and um, it's like, grow, grow that, grow that business so that you can impact more lives. Yeah. So um, yeah, staying, staying, Staying small does not, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't see a whole, a whole lot of value in it personally, staying small with your mind or, or anything. Cause, uh, here's another thing I've learned as I've gone bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger is, uh, big's way easier too. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It really is. It may take a little bit more risk. It may take like, you know, um, it may take, uh, may take more it's going to take more people it's going to take a lot more a lot better people it's going to take more leadership but man i was way more overwhelmed with three people on my team than i am with 25 doing 500 like it's it's i'm because of the amount of because when you grow and i remember ben kenny saying this once and i think it was him but like grow your business bubble so that just badasses could fucking live in it yeah you know and uh when you get to that point it is like Oh, it's the best. It's so true. I either I work with people that I just I am in awe of all day long. All I get to do is just go, I can't what? You what? What? We're what? You did this? What? Like that are just crushing. And you get to get those text messages of like, hey, I just bought my first house. Hey, I just made four hundred and fifty thousand net this year. Hey, I, you know, I just made this happen or made this happen. You know, I got my my director of operations building a two million dollar home in one of our subdivisions. It's like this is the shit. 
That's amazing. Isn't that cool? I'm so happy yeah. for him. Me too. Me too. Like That's I drive awesome. by it and I take pictures and I'm just like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about the real estate space too. Like you, you were saying this and I won't say who said it, but like, I hope it stays like this for a long time because yeah. the, it's tr outside of like high interest rates for the consumer. You're going to get a harder working real estate agent right now. Yeah. You're going to get someone that's diligent. You're going to get someone that's skilled. You're going to get a better agent because in order to survive right now, you better be good. In order to do well right now, you better be great. And in order to thrive, you better be fucking outstanding. Yeah. And like your skill level has to be there. Right. So that means you, you like, you literally have to do the job. Like you got to show up your desire mm -hmm. to show up has to be there. Your desire to like contribute to others has to be like, it just it re right now requires so much more. Like going back to that identity thing, if if our result is here, our identity has to be actually right now has to be way higher. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, now eventually they're going to, they're going to catch up to each other because they do right. Whether it's going down or up, but like you actually have to, you have to put in the work. It's kind of like, I hate the saying, cause you know how I dress, but like dress for the job that you want, not the one that you have. Yeah. You ever heard that saying? Well, it's like, you have to actually be the person that you, you know, that would deserve that, you know, that higher thing than you really have. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. I, I tell when I'm recruiting to our team right now, if you're not committed to working 50 hours a week, plus we're not going to be a fit. Just go somewhere else. Cause that's just what it, you know, that's just what it takes full commitment and it takes it's commitment to discipline, commitment to skill building, commitment to consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. A lot of things. Yeah. It, it attracts the right people right now. Like also too, um, I think Chet Black said this, he goes, he's like people that joined real estate in 2008, or nine are licking their chops right now. Yeah. And it's so true. Cause like, if you get in when a market's like this, you know, no different. And so, and you end up building these skills. Like we got into it at the same, almost the same time yeah. real estate. And like, that was, it was different and difficult and short sales and, you know, uh, all the foreclosures and whatnot, but like you actually had to put it in. You did. And so we didn't know any better. Yeah. I didn't know short sales sucked. I thought it was, <laughs> I, you know, it's like, uh, uh, yeah. Was it hard? Yeah. I thought it was hard. And then I went, oh, that was easy. Like, and I, it just made everything else easier. Yeah. Like it literally, I was like, well, people ask me like, oh, how did you grow your team? I'm like, well, it's kind of not fair. Like I had an advantage. They're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you had an advantage? I'm like, well, it was, it was short sales. They're like, yeah, wasn't that harder? I'm like, oh, I guess so. But then like, because I did it, it actually made everything else easier. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So when someone asked me like, is now a good time to get in real estate? It's, it's literally the best time. Yeah especially if you're a committed soul, cause you're going to develop the habits and you're going to develop the skill, especially if you get with a good organization, um, you're going to, you're going to be the real deal. If you can get in now and succeed, it'll be the best time since like 07, 08, 09, uh, to have gotten in real estate guaranteed. Um, no doubt about it because yeah. it's a challenge. Yeah, I agree. In the best way. hundred um, percent. Anything else on your mind today? Um, no, dude, I love you. I love you too, man. And I love spending time with you. And thanks for, thanks for having me out. I, I, uh, yeah, you're, you're an awesome dude and I love you a lot. I feel the same. Yeah. And I'm excited for the, the, I'm excited for NLA life. It's going to be fucking fun. Uh, and I promise to like, you know, I promise to put myself out there. You're going to be there. Yeah. Dude, you're you're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Dude. I remember the first NLA live and, uh, I felt so bad cause I had you go last. Cause my, my thought process was like, Dustin's going to fire everybody up. 
And it really took everything you had to fire everyone. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it was the like, end of the day. We were and we packed everybody into one day and didn't give them lunch. Yeah, Do you remember that? Like we yeah. had no, we actually had no lunch break that day. It was still so fun, and uh, it was great. And I was like, instantly, I felt I was like, I felt so bad in the moment of like making Dustin go last. And well, I felt bad for Abrams afterwards because he went after me. Did, wait, did he go he, after? Well, you? he went after me, but he was going after to talk about his coaching company. Oh, oh, that's right. Doing. Oh, that's because yeah, because he kind of came back and did like a, a coaching company thing. Jason, yeah, but dude, yeah. I was like instantly, I felt bad, but I was like, no, I actually was right though. I knew it would be lower energy. It's the very end of the day, and you crushed it. Yeah, and dude, you, you dude, crushed you put it. Put me wherever. I'm never gonna complain. Never. You, you, I know, I know that about put you. Put me ever. Put me in during lunch. I don't care. During lunch. You, yeah. You would actually. I would. I know I would. you would. So I'm excited. Me and too. I love you. And I appreciate you. Dude. Love you, brother. All right, man. All right, guys. See you next week on uh, Next Level Agents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for even more valuable content and resources to help you grow your business, then we invite you to join our community, Next Level Agents at eXp Realty. By joining us, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits like live trainings, events, masterminds, weekly Zooms, digital downloads, and so much more, all designed to help you grow your business. To learn more and become a part of our community, simply visit kevinandfred.com forward slash contact and get in touch with us today. Of course, if you're not quite ready to take the plunge and join our community, that's no problem at all. You can still access all of our great content for free right here on this podcast. And again, we thank you for listening. We look forward to continuing to bring you valuable insights and more advice in the future.